Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be used. Uh, welcome back to the Cobra Cast or the present VP. You know who we are now because you just watched the last episode. So straight into it, we're going to Waterland. We're going over to Amsterdam to, to chat to Tyson and oh, Yaz. Just, just out of what? It's been an hour out of Amsterdam. Yeah, just outside of Amsterdam, but still over in Holland. But I guess depending on what time of night, what time of morning it is, and what you've got up to, it is just a couple of second trip away. Yeah, yeah. If you say so. Um, oh, you don't drink, do you, mate? Sorry. <laughs> no, nah. nah, I don't, don't know what you're talking about. But they have a lot of fun over there by the sounds of it. Big, uh, uh, big, you know, players. Some, some big, uh, Monopoly, what, Monopoly players, Monopoly, sorry. Big, Monopoly, yeah, yeah. yeah they've they got, the got a best Monopoly player award, which, you know, was a bit dull and boring so we didn't really get into too much because it was like, ah, well, no need to mention that. But no, big yeah. Monopoly players. And um, it was another short episode because, unfortunately, you know, what happens in Amsterdam stays in Amsterdam, so there's there's not a lot they could go into. But man, I'll tell you what, they look like they have a good time over there. That's for sure. We get a cameo this episode too. Yep, Yaz's uh, a couple of little ones joining for a bit, and, and he was he was just multitasking, just doing his dad duties like you'll have to do. And yeah, he, def- he definitely made me feel a bit bad about me saying, oh, "Rifter, we just got to pump these out so we like don't have to worry about trying to do stuff and recording episodes." I'm like. Well, he, he was doing it pretty easily. Why can't I? But that was also, again, only 20 minutes. So I sit here for five hours some days. So. But, mate, before we get into it, because obviously they're not going to see us afterwards, Friday night. Yeah, mate. Friday night. Live. We are live. 50th episode. Again, Jamie Townend from West Lothian. Jake Norris, a former, uh, former Mozzie and current Vietnam Swans player. Cobra Cars number one fan. Might even get the coach, the fat, the fat man, on to have a quick chat with him, see how his golf game's going in isolation. Yeah, we'll see if we can fit him in. But, mate, Coppercast live on a Friday night. What more could you want leading into Friday night football? Like, forget about the bloody Channel 7's coverage before the game. Forget, it, for, shit, forget about better homes and gardens. Better, mate, you come to the number one place for all your footy. What he needs is the copper cast. What, what, what we're going to do for five minutes of it, mate, just to prove that we are better than them hacks. We'll have the, te- the footy game for five minutes to get a little pre-game rundown of the game. But, yeah, crowd looks pretty dead. That's about it down here. Yeah. Or I could be like, you know, I could be Cameron Ling and be like, yeah, it's dark out here, guys. It's not. Thanks. Back to you, BT. Or you'll be where, like, uh, where, who, was it? who was diagnosing injuries on the field and, Oh, he's definitely done an ankle. Oh, I reckon it's syndesmosis, and he's bloody hurt his hip, you moron. 
Or I could just be like here for the generals, like Tom Brown, and be like, yeah, so I think they'll be back in Victoria by uh, <clears throat> end of August. No idea where it comes from. No one's told me you had that, but I'm just going to take a pot shot guess. I'm going to get it right eventually. Well, but, but anyway. Even a broken clock's right, right twice a day. So Depends if the hands are falling off it or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. But um, all right, on that note, let's get into this chat with Tyson and Yaz, and we'll catch a live Friday night. Enjoy. All right, so today we've got uh, two guests joining us um, from the Waterland Eagles. We have Tyson and Yaz. How are you going, guys? Good day, Ricky. I'm good, bud. How about you? I'm um, very well. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we're keen to learn about the Waterland Eagles. Where we're slowly getting our way around the world, and so yeah, we're keen to learn a bit about the this other Eagles team over in Waterland. Um, so, from what I've read up, you are a very young club. Uh, so, when and how were the Waterland Eagles started, and why did you choose the Eagles? Yeah, that's right. So, this is our second uh, official football season. We had one pre-season. Um, we're in a part of the competition in 2018 um, and 2019 we played and in 2020 was going to be our second season. Um, obviously with the corona, um, the season is yet to start but hopefully towards the end of the year um, it'll be a continue this season. Um, we were actually formed by the owner which is Neil Cook. Um, he is an English guy who lived in Australia in the, in the west of Australia for two years he actually um, got a bond with one of the trainers from the Eagles club and basically he thought, hang on, um, how about I get in touch back with that guy and see if he's willing to help us out with some equipment, some balls, and maybe I could start this club overseas somewhere. And basically it just spiraled from there. One email, as you know, one email leads to a club. So uh, that's where we stand today. That's very nice, nice of that. Uh to make those connections and be able to, you know, get someone to help you out with that sort of stuff. But uh, who was the first game against when you uh, started out and how many players did you have then? Oh, that's uh, it's pretty tough. The first game was against the Amsterdam Devils, uh, European champions. So, uh, oh, shit. Pretty tough. Was, uh, in the end, was like 98 to 42. Wasn't too bad, but still... And I think there was about 13 players and seven were Dutch. So it's not bad in the end, but still got robbed. <laughs> nah, at least you had plenty of uh, Dutch players on the team and not just packed with Aussies. Um, so the club song, is that just you know, an offshoot of the West Coast song? Yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the, the unknown at the moment. We actually haven't created a song because we, we don't really like the Eagles song. So we had a we do a lot of the things by popular demand within the team. So if the team doesn't want it, there's no one head honcho. So the team doesn't want the Eagles song. So we're actually open for options. So if you uh, got any ideas or something, uh, mate, we'll uh, shoot you off a name of a bloke from the Wisconsin Wombats who created their song, mate, and he'll uh, hook you up because they've done a ripper job. It got released uh, a couple a couple of days ago from recording this, and it's an absolute cracker. So. You'll, uh, you might want to help you out with that one. So um, you mentioned that you had seven Dutch players in your first game. How hard is it to get you know, locals and players to come to, to come to the club? Oh, it's pretty hard because um, Dutch people aren't really used to this kind of sport. Like rugby is kind of becoming a thing now where it's kind of 
popular amongst kids and stuff. So having Australian football as an unknown sport is it's really tough. But then again, once they get into it and they kind of get over the getting hurt part, like they really like it. It's, it's, it's a bit of everything. Like you have to be athletic, you, you have to be on the ground, you have to be, you're in the air, you're pretty much everywhere. So for me, as someone who doesn't really like any sport, having like one sport that has everything in it, and you can get to hurt people with a ball, it's, like, it's amazing. It's uh, we love when um, to hear these stories about the sport getting embraced by locals in different parts of the world, and um, you know we've heard plenty of stories about Amsterdam being uh, the the place to go, and uh, and a big um, yeah they've got the they host the big tournament and stuff, so I'm sure they've got some uh, decent players coming out of Amsterdam. But um, with you guys being such a young club, how has all this shutdown and COVID affected you? So far, yeah. Well, um, as you know, this is our second season, so this was actually going to be our first year where we had some international fixtures lined up. So, one thing we like to do while we're young and overseas is to, to really get that cross country travel game. So, teams would come here, we would go there. So, this year we actually had the Anthony Blues, which is a French team, and also the, the Lille. Eagles, was it? Yeah. The Little Eagles, they were meant to come over in May and June. So we're really looking forward to our first international games. We put in a big pre-season and then the COVID game. So um, in that sense, the, the boys were a bit let down that our, our first international game was to be cancelled. Um, but besides from that, we, we just started back at training last week. So the restrictions have dropped off now. Uh, we can train up to 25 people on one pitch with a 1.5 metre distance. So having no footy for eight weeks, just to be able to do that, has been great. No, that's awesome. As uh, You're probably one of the first places in the world that we've spoken to that's actually getting back to training. Uh, uh, a lot of others are still still up in the air when the, whether they're even going to get to train or play any games at all. So it's uh, fantastic that you've been able to get out there and um, you know, we'll probably have been training for a couple of weeks once this comes out. and. Um, we're all, we're all itching to go. So hopefully you do get some games, but if not, at least you'll get to kick, get out there and kick the footy with each other. But speaking of training, where do you guys actually get to train and play your games? Oh, that's at the Impermanent at the Portland Eagles the Rugby Club, about the uh, RVC, and that's pretty much about fifteen minutes drive from Amsterdam towards the north. And it's a rugby pitch, so it's not even over. We get to find space and location and funds to build one. So, yeah, it's fun. To go. Most of the, the pitches over here, we use our rugby pitches yeah. um, only for just the, the, the space. The Netherlands is half the size of Victoria. We've got 17 million people, so you can imagine that there's no real new land being put up anywhere. Yeah, it's. It unfortunately seems to be a trend in Europe and even places in America where you're playing, or sorry, in Asia, you get to play in rugby pitches or soccer pitches just because there's no space. But you know, I guess it makes it the game a bit different and a bit more fun because I think we've heard a bit more running. You guys like play nine-a-side? Yeah, yeah, we play nine-a-side. So it's uh, three midfield, three forward, three defenders. Um, and basically we, we work on our 100, 200, 
400 meter sprinting because it's a lot of up and back. That sounds fucking horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for the faint hearted. <laughs> uh, I'll just stick to my goal score on an oval field. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, nowhere to hide on these minor side pitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I reckon I can still find somewhere to hide. <laughs> <laughs> They've still got goalposts that he can stand in front of, that's for yeah. sure. Exactly right. So um, how many games do you guys play in a season? Um, well, it's not really that much. Our season is uh, it's like a three-round robin style matches and then you've got like a prelim and like a granny and stuff. So, it's, yeah, I think maybe like five or six actual games. But there's a lot of stuff that happens in between, like the Champions League and the European Championship, and like a lot of international friendlies. So, yeah. Probably around 10, you'd say, 10 full yeah. match weekends in the year. Yeah. And I mean, considering it rains here 90% of the year, 10 match day weekends is, is pretty good. Yeah. Yes, that's all right. Um, yeah, we've spoke to some clubs that have only they only get to play three or four games in a in a whole year, and they train the whole year. So, um, yeah, getting getting ten weekends of footy is not too bad. Um, we're, we're kind of a destination city here, being in near Amsterdam. So, I mean, there's no shortage of teams wanting to come over and give us a crack and have a good night out. So, we've got that in our favour. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I'm sure um, when those uh, Amsterdam cups are on and stuff, you you'll be able to get some games in then even if you don't qualify for it you'd be able to get a few teams to come and you know play some warm-up matches or something like that so yeah always uh, always looking for a new competition so if anyone's out there and hears this we're happy to travel there they're more than than welcome to travel to us yeah so one of the things we learned is um over in europe especially there's a lot of um Clubs that try and do like these cups, so they'll do like an Eagles Cup, so they try and get all the Eagles teams together and play a cup. Was that something you guys were looking at getting involved in in the future? Yeah. That's uh, really funny, man, because I've actually been planning to do that this year. Uh, it was meant to be like a after the end of season kind of tournament where like the Milan Eagles, the Royal Eagles, uh, Scotland team too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the West Lothian uh, Eagles. West Lothian, yep. Uh, yeah, they were all meant to come down. Uh, that's all been cancelled now. So we're going to probably, hopefully, see next year. But, yeah, we've, we've still got to wait for all the restrictions to clear, all the borders to open again, and uh, maybe for a miracle to happen, I guess. Yeah, nice. Well, hopefully uh, next year you're able to get that up because uh, I know the West Lothian boys were pretty keen to get over the, get over there for that tournament and... Uh, by the sounds of it, they know how to party, so it'd be a, it'd be a good it'd be good after party after the games, that's for sure. Um, but have either of you got to attend any um, other comps across Europe at all as players? Yeah, so um, for myself, I played in the Champions League the first year I came here, which was before the the Premier and Eagles were formed. I originally played for the Amsterdam Devils. Um, I played in the Champions League, which is the best country, uh, the best team from each country gets to compete, similar to soccer Champions League. Um, I competed in that in 2018 and 2017. Um, we were runner-up the first year and we won it the second year. So um, for me, that was that was probably the, the highlight so far of a career is to, to play with your, your mates you've formed as an expat abroad and to, to play against other countries. That was 
probably the highlight for me. Yeah, I've played international cups like uh, the European Championship, uh, I think three years now. And other than that, uh, in Australia, but um, yeah, more than that, uh, I've really wanted to get like an, an international thing going with all the other Eagle Cups so we could like have an annual thing going. And then even go up to Hawaii uh, at the end. That would be like the cherry on top. The Hawaii Eagles. Yeah, the Hawaii. Yeah, that mate. They we spoke to them just the other day, so they'd uh, they love anyone to come over there and have a game. So yeah, it's mate, a bit hard though. It's a bit far. If, <laughs> if uh, yeah, as soon as mate, as soon as those flights are open back up, I reckon you might be able to get some cheap flights over to Hawaii. That'd be the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe get over there, and then if you get if they shut it down again, at least you're stuck in a tropical island. <laughs> I think they'll shut it down for different reasons, man. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, as you've represented the uh, the whole national team, is that correct? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, what experience has that been like and how many times have you represented them? Uh, I've represented them on the European Championship three times and I think a heap of other times in just friendlies. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say... It's like it would feel the same as um, like uh, as soccer. Like it's not really that big, so it's kind of cool, but it's not like it's like amazingly cool. Yeah, it's still good fun though, because like when you get out there, like you meet all the different people from everywhere that you kind of share the same love for footy. You kind of build like like a community all around Europe, so that's kind of nice. <laughs> Chatting to us and being a good father at the same time. Bro, your kids rift? Ah, making having showers, I think. Oh, I thought you were going to say they're still in the cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> in the closet. Yeah, you let them out, did you tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all right. They're self-sufficient now, so that's all good. Um, so. How did you guys first get involved with the Eagles? You said you, you were in Amsterdam, played with the, the Amsterdam team. How did you come involved in the Eagles? Look, uh, it all started from Neil Cook, the, the the founder of the club. I was saying he um, he basically propositioned us. Me and Yas are both from the north of Holland, so um, being this a northern based team, um, we were we were more than happy to support it. Um, pretty much, we're over here to grow the game. We want to put the footprint as far and as wide as we can. And um, that meant coming and helping the, the northern team. That's what that's what we want to do. So that's why I joined. I think it's probably the same for you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I started off with the Amsterdam Devils also. But because of their club culture, it didn't really suit with me as a person. Too many Aussies. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to grow the sport in this country so more people could join like we got yeah we got so many talented people out here that kind of need to know about the sport and kind of need to start playing it and i just couldn't see that happening in Amsterdam. and the eagles was the best way to see that happen that's fair enough um so before going over to uh amsterdam and playing for them what what's your background before that where, where were you playing Footy back in um, Oz or... Um, yeah, I played 
played in Australia, in Melbourne, uh, for the Northern Saints up in Faulkner in the ADFL. That was pretty rough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, first time in Australia. Didn't know anything about footy. Started out off in A-grade reserves, like getting, yeah, getting smacked, getting, getting absolutely destroyed. But it really got me, like, in a great, like, position to learn the game because I didn't really know what to do or where to stand or I didn't really know anything. But if you play in a losing team, it doesn't really matter as long as you're trying your best. Like, we were, yeah, so that's where I learned the game the most and enjoyed it. And then when I came down here, it was, it, it just got better because after playing in Australia, it's kind of like you play 18 a side, it's very big and a lot's happening. And then you come back to nine a side and, it kind of turns into like futsal kind of vibe. Yeah. They just run around and just like run around those Europeans who like have less experience than than this European. So you kind of get to sell candy and stuff. So it becomes really fun. Nice. What about you, Tyson? Yeah, so I was an SA boy. Um, grew up in the country... Uh, country South Australia, um, just went through the country leagues, um, played a few years for the Woody West Torrens and then worked, started working away in the west of Australia then came over here. So, yeah, I've been playing since I was about five. But, I mean, a bit, bit of a footy or so I've been to a fair few places. Oh, that's all right. We don't mind that. Um, it's good to see you grow in the game in, in- other parts of the world where you know footy's not too known, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to build it up more. But I know F Dog's got a couple of his favourite questions he wants to ask. <laughs> oh, uh, the social side of things across there, fellas. What's the uh, What's what all are you about guys? Here, yeah, what do you guys uh, do to get up to a bit of fun? You know, after the games and trainings. Oh, it's just like uh, we just play board games, man. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go, Riff. We've got a club that I like, mate. Board games, you know, in bed by seven thirty. That's the yeah, club that I like. You've got kids at home, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, no, we pretty much the same shit here as you do back home, mate. I said everything's just bigger and better over here. Cheaper, cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a few blokes, I'm sure, from our, well, not just our club, but all around football in Australia that would love to venture across to your neck of the woods and uh, get on the social side of things and play them board games and be in bed by 7.30. Yeah, right. Mate, you got nine of them that want to do it together. <laughs> that's what game. Yeah, I reckon we could probably get that done pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you've got, got a couple of houses here for you, no problem. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. Um, where are we up to, Rift? I've lost my spot, sorry. Oh, yeah. no, okay. So what position do you guys play? I'm a full forward, nice. permanent goal square lockdown full forward. <laughs> so you can, you can hide in the goal square. <laughs> you, you, you can, you can. You, you get, it's taken me a few years of working the craft out, but <laughs> I'm there. What about you, Yes? I'm back, just uh, full back, half back. This annoying tagger, it's really, really annoying. It's deep. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, my elbows are unknown across the league. 
yeah. And then uh, did some rocking as well. Yeah, did some damage with my knees also in the rock. Yeah, you can ask the English rockman from last year. <laughs> he was complaining about it. And then yeah, this year I was meant to go forward and, and dominate up forward. <laughs> That'll have to wait a little bit. Yeah, but the thing is with rucking, like using your knees, the best part of it, you can, you know, that's the best ruckman are the ones dig the knees into the ribs and stuff like that. So, but I love the honesty of the, uh, the elbows. I do like that. I go a little bit higher than that. I just got the <laughs> neck. neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe the other boys should jump higher then. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> One of our, our, um, our main figures of the club, he's a ruckman, but he's, I don't think he's ever left the ground in his life. Um, so he's not, a, he's not your jumping type. And when he, when he comes up a jumping against a jumping ruckman, he, he lets him win the tap in the middle, but he knows around the ground is where he's going to get him. So yeah. what he likes to do is that first time that he knows they're going to jump, he gets in their space and just gives them a little cheeky fist uh, to the throat or the face and, he, yeah. you know, make sure he's got crafty tricks. Those, those bloody, those Ruckman, you know, they've got to get to those dirty tricks to, to stop those like, big jumpers. What does he like to constantly call it? What's Oh, Ruckcraft. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he likes to bang on it. He likes to bang on about his Ruckcraft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But what's been both of your guys' biggest highlight of playing footy? Oh, that's that's an easy question, dude. That's uh, when we got a double whammy. Uh, me and Tyus won uh, best in Ferris in 2018. Yeah, that was mine. Now Tyson's yeah. sitting there going, "Shit, I need to, I'm just going to go with that. Otherwise, I look like a shit person." <laughs> uh, yeah, that different highlight. Yeah, it was a good night. It was a it was a great night. Nah, that was a ripper night. Ripper night. We got the best uh, international Dutch player of the year and I got best Australian player of the year for the competition. So I uh, definitely won't be forgetting that night the rest of my life. <laughs> what um, awards do you guys have at your presentation nights? So yeah, pretty much all the similar ones you get back home. So we got uh, best and fairest, uh, best club man, most improved, and best international. Well, one, one thing we usually ask when guys have to... Um, you know, the guys all across Europe, France and England and stuff, and they're talking about this trip to Amsterdam. We usually ask them, how hard is it to convince the missus to let you go to this Amsterdam trip? Because we could imagine, you know, what the boys get up to while on that trip. Well, seeing that you guys are just right there, um, give us an insight to what the, what the weekend's like without, you know, going too far, obviously. Well... I don't know, man. It kind of goes against all codes, doesn't it? Eh? Yeah. What happens in Amsterdam stays in Amsterdam. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, I could, I could put, I think half of Europe out of this house right now. Like, <laughs> 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 seen some stuff here. Seen some stuff here. No, that's all we need to know. That's that's good enough. Um, well, one of the things we like to do is. We like to get you to throw some teammates under the bus, as we like to call it. Um, so, unfortunately, you're going to have to name a couple of blokes here, but um, it, they're only they're not too. Don't worry, it's not going too far. But uh, what's the first one, Ethel? So, who at the Eagles would be the, is the ladies' man, or likes to think that they're the ladies' man? Yeah, that's Sven. Sven, pretty boy, Sven. <laughs> I love when they're just so quick. 
if someone brings a girl to the uh, to the um, to the team function and she, and they know that she's not taken with that guy, he'll do everything he can in his power to make her go home with him over the guy. That's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> All right, we've we've sat here riffing doing these, and I've been trying to work out who from the our club would be that. And you can cut this out, but that's Bo King. Now I'm going with Bo. Oh, yeah. Bo's yeah. normally a name that coincides with Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, the one thing that we've found speaking to all these other clubs, it's usually an Aussie is the one that's thrown up as the ladies' man, especially in the the states. They're always throwing the Aussies under the bus. So I'm guessing Sven's not an Aussie. No, no, he's, he's, a, he's a, the Dutch equivalent of an Aussie. <laughs> All right, so who's the, uh, the class clown or the joker? Not hard to guess that one, is it, guys? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it, but uh, yeah, I, I do agree. All right, uh, what about the party? Oh, this, one, this one's going to be pretty hard to work out, one bloke, isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the biggest party animal? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this guy against guy. <laughs> my days, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's because he goes to festivals more often than I do. I just get, for me, just like random nights, just get, yeah, get off yeah. And then, uh, like, Get ruined to them board games. <laughs> bit, bit of Monopoly. Yeah. Hey, Monopoly can go for a long time, mate. So, you know, <laughs> Monopoly can be a two, three day game if you, know, if you play it correctly. <laughs> if you don't go bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I reckon this is probably going to be the one that the, the hardest one to answer. Who's the one that, who's the person that just takes the game far too seriously? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> you guys planned this before, haven't you? <laughs> uh, oh, no, I like to play, but I play seriously. That's the other one that's constantly Australian answers the, the seriousness one. Um, uh, so, who at the club's got the biggest bromance? Oh, yeah, I guess that'd be us. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say, there's a yeah. bromance going on here, yeah, surely. Yeah, but like there's a video. Yeah, there's a video and there's like slideshows. <laughs> I kind of made it myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can't <take> <laughs> 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 You've got to share it yourself. You've got to stay in front of yeah, well, that's it. You got. Yeah, you can't let anyone else control the narrative. You may as well control it yourself. If there's, yeah, nah, and if you know. you're in a bromance, you just got to take it and uh, run with it. That's what I've done my whole life, Rift. Yep, that's it. Um, well, it's been awesome chatting to you guys, um, mate. You've livened us up. We were we were a bit flat before this <laughs> this call, I think. Um, and yeah, you've definitely livened our day up. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, and like I said, I hope you guys are able to get some some games. It's good that you're able to get back to getting out there and kicking a footy and hopefully that uh, you can get that Eagles tournament up next year. And uh, like I said, I'm sure those West Lothian boys will head over and play some board games with you after a game as well. So um, best of luck with everything. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch up with you uh, after you get a few games under your belts or something and we'll uh, see how you're going. But, 
where can everyone else go to find out about you guys and, and check out your social media and stuff? Yeah, so the, the best one we use is Instagram at Waterland Eagles. Um, can also follow us on Facebook at Waterland Eagles. Um, yeah, it's pretty much it. Thanks for having us, Ricky and Ricky, yeah. and uh, look forward to keeping in touch. Yeah. Now, awesome. We'll make sure we share all those links. Anything else you want to say, Ethel? No, I just want to thank you fellas for you know, jumping on and joining us. We do appreciate it. Um, looking forward to following the journey, being such a young club. Uh, when we can get ourselves into our club rooms, which by the time this comes out, I hope it's well and truly been done, uh, we'll send you across a polo shirt or a cap or something like that. It's a bit of a thank you and a bit of a mateship from Australia. So, but no, nah, thanks, fellas. Just Rifty said you, you've livened the A day up. That's for damn sure. Thanks, boys. Take it <laughs> no, easy. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks fellas. Thanks for watching the Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra Cast with the present VP. Now playing podcast Cobra Cast with the present VP.